Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. KMOX is at your service. Welcome to the St. Louis Composting Garden Hotline, sponsored by Allen's Tree Service. Now, here's your host, Mike Miller on KMOX. Yes, thank you, Mr. Brian Kelly. And uh, welcome to the second hour of the Garden Hotline. Tip of the trial I'll be giving shortly, but right now you can call... 314-436-7900 or 1-800-925-1120 to get in line with your questions, comments, or concerns. And by the way, thanks for having me on your show. And we can talk about plant selections, cares, ups and downs, and all arounds for your annuals. Speaking of annuals, I thought all the annuals would have been wiped out, you know, because we've had some pretty cold mornings and things like that. But I some petunias, I, like I say, I walk through the neighborhood a lot. I do a lot. of. I so Somebody had a pot of petunias, probably in a 12 or 14-inch pot. The petunias look fantastic. The flowers look good. The foliage look good and everything else. And they were it was sitting out fully exposed to the weather. So I didn't realize petunias were quite that tough. It c- totally caught me by surprise. And because most of the annuals have, they're gone. But how about your bulbs? Yes, you've got plenty of time to get those spring flowering bulbs in the ground regardless of the type. Uh, cool season vegetables, yep, keep watering them, to keep caring for them. Your ground covers, your house plants, your lawn, your perennials. If you've got mums that have flowered, whether you bought them recently, and if you bought them recently in pots, in budded, uh, the chances of them surviving the wintertime, even if you put them in the ground, is still going to be iffy. But if you've had mums that you've been growing for a couple years, just leave the foliage you know, compl- in, you know, there, regardless of what. You can cut the flowers off because you don't necessarily want to look at the flower, let's say spin flowers. But leave the foliage because that's going to act as a living mulch. Don't cut your broses back. It's too early. It hasn't been cold enough. Your shrubs, your trees, your vines, and or your water gardens. I'll share my thoughts, but always remember my answers, comments, and opinions is not the only garden path to take, and it's just an option for you to consider. Greg is producing today, and uh, during the week I do something I call a walk-and-talk, which is landscape consultation at your home. If you'd like to schedule a walk-and-talk or give it as a gift, you can go to my website, MikeMillerDesigns.com, the homepage. There's my email address and phone number, and you can get a hold of me, and we can schedule a time. Or I can send you a gift certificate if you like. And I'll share 40-plus years of experience related to your home's landscape, your plants, care, maintenance, and everything else. And speaking of 40-plus years, the tip of the trowel goes out to Peggy Cohill. Peggy Cohill has been here at KMOX for 40-plus years. She retired just the other day. And Peggy has... I mean, she's a pillar of this place. She set the tempo for so many different things, information-wise and everything else. She was she produced Charles Brennan's show, but also she was responsible for scheduling and keeping everything coordinated and moving smoothly. So it's going to be very interesting to see how things are going to work once Peggy has gone and she has left now. But 40-plus years of coming, I'm assuming she still lives in Collinsville, 
And uh, consequently, her husband and Tracy and I and her, we used to go out occasionally and have some you know, fun and things like that. And then, oh, we just got too old. We didn't want to go all the way over. No, no. Just, you know, things change and who knows what. But anyway, so Peggy Cohill of KMOX retires 40-plus years here at the station. And a tip of the trial goes out to her. And also the tip of the trial goes out to Two Doors Down Charlie. Two Doors Down Charlie. He lives south of our home, two doors down on Carlsbad. But anyway, doesn't really matter. But he spent... He works at the, you know, at the airport, but he works like the 11 to 7 shift. So consequently, a lot of times he has to sleep during the day. So he has to get up and this time of year. It's dark, you know, like at 430 or 5. So he was out blowing leaves off the, you know, out of the street back into the park. And consequently, so he's very conscientious about leaf control and things like that. And he even goes beyond his house. He does the neighbor that's in between the two of us. He even does, you know, part of our, let's say we're on a corner, but the front of our house, he goes out there and he blows the leaves back into the park. So two doors down Charlie, he gets a tip of the trial as as well as Peggy Cohill. Tracy was saying, who's out there blowing after dark? And I said, well, it's got to be Charlie because... You know, this is the time when he, you know, when he can do it because he's sleeping during the day because he worked overnight at the airport. So, tip of the trial, yes, it's brought to you by St. Louis Composting, 636-861-3344. Mike Miller, KM Morris Garden Hotline, back after these messages. This is the St. Louis Composting Garden Hotline with your host, Mike Miller, on KMOX. Yes, folks. First call of this hour, Dee Dee, who lives in Illinois. Hi, Dee Dee. Hello. Hi. I would like to know of a flowering, climbing vine uh, besides a clematis and a wisteria. And also, I would like to know what my, uh, how I should treat my Christmas cactus to bloom at Christmas. Thank you. Okay. Christmas cactus, you don't have to do anything exceptional with it. You know, just uh, just take care of it just so the leaves look healthy and everything else. Sometimes it's a sequential thing. Hopefully, hopefully you've been using a fertilizer, fertilizer for cactus plants. It'll say right on there for cactus, which is very low analysis. Don't over-fertilize because that can pa- you know, push it past where you want it to be. But as far as a perennial vine goes, uh, and you don't want clematis, you don't want wisteria, uh, there's a great trumpet honeysuckle, which is red. It's not the honeysuckle shrub. It's a vine. It's evergreen. That would be one of the ones I would really consider. So red trumpet honeysuckle vine is a very good you know, vine to have. Like I said, the foliage is evergreen. The, f- the flowers are probably like an inch, maybe an inch and a half. And they're red on the outside with yellow centers. And they're, they're very attractive to hummingbirds, too. Uh, also, you said not to cut back my roses, and I've already did it. <gasps> what should I do? Well, you, can you, you're going to have to get those cuttings. And no, just you've already done it, so you've already done it. So there's nothing you can do. It's just, you know, in the future, if you've had great success with, great success with your roses, you've always cut them back, you know, early. That's not to say it's, you know, you can't do it. It's not going to kill them necessarily. It's just you're just helping the roses get stronger and stronger by not cutting them back. But if you've had success with them, then you can't argue with success. Thank you. 
Yep. See you, DD. And now let's go to Nancy's yard. And Nancy lives in Baldwin. Hi, Nancy. Hello, Nancy. Are you there? Hmm. Guess Nancy's not there. We're oh, heading here. north. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Me? I'm sorry. I must have hit a button. Um, anyway, I was wondering if you could tell me, I have a ginkgo tree that's about six feet tall, and I was wondering, can I transplant that? I put it too close to the other trees, and it just doesn't have much room to grow. Ooh, yeah, because they get huge. Now, they're yeah. very slow growing, so unless you, you know, feel like you got to do it for the, you know, the safety or whatever of the ginkgo, yes, you can do it. I would not oh. do it, uh, you know, like I say, going in the wintertime, I don't like to dig up stuff and transplant it because tearing up the root system. But sometime next year, you know, early spring, late winter, you could dig it up at that time. Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much. Yep. And a six-foot ginkgo tree. Let's see, that's probably about, uh, well, you know how big they get. They get huge. And hopefully it's not a female ginkgo. I don't think they sell the females anymore, but the females produce a fruit that is really nasty smelling. So it's hopefully a male ginkgo. Great. Yeah, this this one's a male, so I could transplant it maybe in March, you're thinking? Yeah, late February, early March would be perfect. Wonderful. Oh, thank you so much. Certainly. And anybody else has any questions, 314-436-7900 or 1-800-925-1120. We're headed north from Baldwin to Florissant into Mary's yard. Hi, Mary. I was calling to find out you said something about mums. Mm-hmm. So we just planted some mums probably early September, and they have flowered. But I was instructed to cut them like four inches from the ground and put mulch on top. You're telling me that's not accurate? Well, I'm not saying it's not accurate. I'm just saying that's not what I'm recommending. I'm saying you can cut the spin flowers off, but I would leave as much of the foliage as you possibly can. You could put some mulch around it, but I don't like to bury anything at all. Also, to find out if these are actually going to come back next year, look at the base right where they're in the ground. You should see some brand new little leaflets right at the ground level. And if you don't see these little leaflets, the chances of them coming back next year is, is going to be minimal at best. Okay. Well, thank you so much for the information. Sure. And, I mean, there's a like I say, mine is not the only garden path to take. I speak strictly from personal experience. That's what you know, I base most of my answers. And uh, I can't honestly say I've had experience with everything, but I've been fooling around with this stuff for quite a while. So anyway, thanks, Mary. And now let's go to Pat, and Pat lives in Melville. So we're going north to south. Hi, Pat. Hi. Uh, I have questions about the landscaping package that I was uh, given with my brand-new villa that I just moved into. It included sod, nine bushes, and a tree, and, and mulch. Now, the sod was just laid three days ago. Woo. The only thing they told me to do is keep it wet for two weeks. And that's that's it. And I said, well, should I put a sprinkler on it? And they said, no, just water it with a garden hose for two weeks, and uh, it'll be fine. So in the tree, they told me to uh, give it a gallon of water every day for six months. Whoa. Okay. My question is, do I have to do this all through the winter? And then the bushes, they told me to water them every day. Uh, give them six, count to 60 with each bush and give them for every day for two weeks, which I did. And then for um, eight, six more, eight more weeks, 
once a week, okay? So I'm not sure. This, with this sod, you know, I said, do I put the sprinkler on the sod? Or they said, no, no, just water it with a garden hose for two weeks and keep it, just keep it wet. You don't it's want wet. to keep it wet. You want to I keep it damp. Keep it wet? Huh? Yeah, oh, you want to. Keep it, it damp. Yeah. Okay. Keep it damp? Okay. Yes. That night, baby, me what that they meant. I don't know. Okay, so, so, so what's. Think that's okay if I just keep it damp for. Two weeks. <laughs> sure. I don't okay. think you got to water for however long they said. Uh-huh. And you can use a sprinkler if you want to, just making sure that it gets equally, you know, each piece of sod is getting equal moisture. And okay. what you can do is you can wait until just go out there, you know, after a couple weeks, pull on the grass blades and see if they resist. If they're starting to resist, that means the roots have started to penetrate into the ground. And then consequently, you can back off on this watering. And okay. uh, you know, whatever they said about watering for six months through the wintertime. No, no, that was a tree. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, that's oh. crazy. Oh, the tree. Okay, so the tree doesn't need to be need a gallon of water every day for six months? Well, if you want, maybe you're, they told you that because you want to give up your gym, your membership to a fitness club or something. <laughs> but that's okay. that's totally crazy. Okay. But, I mean, you want to make sure that it's just, you know, for the first two weeks, you know, the root system's well hydrated. Then the ground's still warm, so you should get some new growth going. But uh-huh. I would, you know, for six months, I never heard of anything like that before. Yeah, that's what they said with the tree. It's yeah. a gallon of water every day for every day for six months. So, yeah, probably so what I've it is. I've given it a gallon of water every day. It was planted in October, okay, right. the middle of October. Okay. So I've given it a gallon of water, except when it rained, I didn't go out there and get sure, the water. Right. So do I need to keep watering it, you know? I would or? say no. No, okay. And the bushes, how about the bushes now? I gave them, every, every day I watered them for two weeks, and now it's been about four, four, three more weeks, and I've been giving them once, once a week. Now, do I need to keep watering them, too? I would say if they've been in the ground that long. They've I don't been know in what, the ground since the middle of October. Yeah, also. what kind of shrubs are they? Are they evergreen or deciduous? Do they lose well, their leaves? They're bo- both. They're okay. several different kinds. Do they look both. healthy? Yeah, they look healthy. Uh-huh. I would say then you know back off on the watering. Okay, okay. Save yourself the grief. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thank you very much. Right. I, I mean. That. And, okay. And if you know if the company then install them, if they come back to you and say, "Did you do exactly what we say?" Just say, "Yes, I did. Yes, I did." Don't say that garden high guy, hotline guy. No. So anyway. Mike Miller, KMOX Garden Hotline, back after these messages. Weekday mornings, 9 to 11. It's two hours of Charlie Brennan. Hey, Charlie. 120 minutes of conversation you need to hear. 7,200 seconds of what's important to you. I think you're 100% right on. It may seem a short time, but Charlie squeezes so much into it. And you get so much out of it. You're the number one guy in St. Louis, Charlie, because you talk about these things. The Charlie Brennan Show, where every minute counts. Weekday morning starting at 9 on KMOX. Welcome back to the St. Louis Composting Garden Hotline with Mike Miller. Sponsored by Allen's Tree Service on KMOX. Yes, folks, back to the phones we go. We're headed to, I think we were in South County. We're going to stay there and go into Fran's yard, though. Hi, Fran. Hi, Mike. How are you? Good. Okay, I've got a big problem with my yard. Um, I don't have any grass left. Um, uh, there's, it's been going on for probably about the last year and a half. My husband always took care of the grass. I know nothing about taking care of a yard, but I did have a guy come out and, and he'd spray fertilizer on it and broadleaf blah, 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 whatever that was. And 
it's now it's just dried up, uh, long, stringy stuff in the front and the back, but the back is, of course, larger and it's worse. I need somebody to actually, oh, and it also is when you walk on it, it's like ruts. So I couldn't figure out what it was, and I thought, well, maybe because there's no grass there, there's no root system, so all I have is dirt and mud underneath, and it's all going to slide down, if you know what I mean. Right. So the front yard is kind of going down to the street, and I need somebody to come out and tell me and how much it's going to cost, what I can do. I have somebody cut it. I have, you know, I don't know. I just did what they told me. So, but it's not working. Yeah, it sounds horrible. And for somebody to just come out and keep fertilizing and putting weeds, you know, weed killer and yeah. stuff like that, when you don't have anything there that's virtually alive, doesn't make any sense. Give the people at Allen's Tree Service a call. Allen Tree Service? Yeah. They do lawns and they're, I need, this is a reputable place. I, I don't need people come out, tell me, and then, you know. Well, so Allen's Tree Service, I've known these people for like 10 plus years. Okay. And so they do more than trees. They do landscape. They do lawns and other things. Okay. Would they give me, like, what I have to do in an estimate? Because I don't think they'd do anything this year yet. Yeah. I mean, it's up to them. They may, you know, they're still doing certain things, you know, related to lawns. But have them come out and take a look. They're not going to just shove something down your throat just because, you know, they want to get it done. They want to make money or whatever else. They're very, very conscientious. Okay. Do you have their phone number? Yes. 636 Three three two, five five three five. Five five three five. And just okay. tell them, you know, that you talk to me on the radio, and you okay. know, I, Gary and Diane, and every Kevin, and all the rest of the people, and you know, I know I've known them for a long time. Like I said. Okay, the yard is just really. I mean, it's embarrassing. Right. It's not going to. Always had a nice lawn, and you know, my husband was really good at that. And, right. But he's no longer with us, so. Yeah, it's a lot of work. There's yeah. no getting around it's it. It's a big yard. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Yep. Good luck, Fran. And let's go a little further south to Festus and to Roy or Ray's yard. Hi, Ray. Hi, Mike. Hi. I think you might answer some of my question, but. I was uh, had the lawn problem, the same thing, and I was wondering, can you lay sod now this time of the year? Yeah, as long as you get the soil prepared before you lay the sod. So you can't just start laying pieces of sod. You got to get the ground worked up so you know the root system of the sod can get you know penetrating <clears throat> into the soil. But as long as the garden centers are still selling sod, then you can still lay sod. Okay, I had sod on it once before, and then it got away. And then that sod, they put that twine in there. You got to get all that out of there, too? Uh, I, You know, just whoever's going to do it, let them decide if it needs, if they can just rake it to get rid of it. So, uh, you know, let them, whoever. You got to take, take the old weeds out and everything, uh, right? You got to scrape it down to, to dirt and put some topsoil on there? Yeah, topsoil compost mix. Okay. And... Uh, can that be done up until even when the ground's frozen? No, because probably the, you're not going to find sod available. So in other words, the sod farms where sod is grown, or they're going to stop cutting sod when the ground freezes. So that's why I'm saying as long as the regular garden centers have sod for sale, then you're fine. If not, what that means is the sod farms have decided not to harvest any more, cut any more sod. So that's why there's none available. They just don't think it's advisable. Okay. 
And a question on when you said something about cutting back the roses, not the uh, right time. Right. Uh, that include uh, knockout roses? That includes all roses. Okay. So I've already cut mine back. Is there a chance I've damaged them? No, you're probably fine. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Good luck with that. Yeah, but, I mean, the sod, just laying sod on top of just horrible ground, it's all compacted. There's a reason why your, you know, your lawn is dead. So you can't just lay it down on top of what there is existing. You're going to have to probably improve the soil. But uh, thanks, Ray. And now let's come back to Baldwin for the second time today and go into Judy's yard. Hi, Judy. Hi, Mike. Hi. Thanks for your show. We love it. Um, I have a hydrangea tree. It's about four feet tall, right. loaded with blooms for the second year. Do I cut those blooms off or do I just leave them? Well, so it's your ch- option. They're just going to hang there. They're going to be brown for the rest of the wintertime. And, you know, they're tr- it's truly not a hydrangea tree. It's a PG hydrangea, which is a shrub variety that has just been pruned to have a single trunk. So just understand, it doesn't make that much difference. But, yeah, you can cut them off because, I mean, they're not all that attractive for the wintertime. Right. Do I do it now or can I wait till the spring? No. Well, it's either way. If you want to look at them for the entire you know, wintertime, that's fine. It's your personal choice. Okay. Just, just right. do it Thanks before so the new growth. Yeah, do it before the new growth begins in the springtime. Okay. All right. Thank you. Have a good day. Yep, you too. And I mean, new growth leaf and everything else. So again, that's why I go to the Valentine's Day, Ides and March circumstance. Bob's driving around. Who knows where? Hi, Bob. Hey, Mike. Good morning. Hi. Uh, I, we had some herbs out in, in my wife's garden, and uh, we put them in a big pot this morning. What what should I put in there besides the soil? You should use potting mix and not soil. Okay, so the potting, the soil that was around the herb should not go into the pot. Well, it can, but you know sometimes it, they don't. Uh, what do you got? Well, first of all, what are you going to do with the pot? Well, we're bringing it aside, you know, next to a window. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, soil inside, you don't really, it may be full of, you know, roly-polies, it may be full of this, it may be full of that. I mean, you can go ahead and do it and bring it inside, just, you know, be conscious of it. But I'd certainly mix some, you know, potting mix in with this. And maybe even because herbs really like a very well-drained soil, maybe get a, you know, like a, a potting mix for cactus plants. So in other words, it'll save cactus potting mix on the bag. Mix sure. that in with the existing soil. So what do you think, like half and half, Mike, on the potting mix? Or well, what? it all depends on how big the pot is and everything else. But that would be ideal. But just realize okay. that sometimes when you do that, you can kind of tear up the root systems a little bit. Sure. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Mike. Yep. But well-drained soil and very sunny location. So that would, in the, in the future, what I do is just grow my herbs in pots. That way you can just bring the pot inside rather than digging them up out of the ground because you, I mean, seriously, you don't know what you're going to bring inside. It's not going to be anything that's going to kill you or anything like that, but it's, uh, you know, just regular dirt from outdoors inside with plants doesn't work so well. So thanks, Bob. And now let's go to Dennis in Chesterfield. Hi, Dennis. Hi. Hey, good morning. How are you? Very good. Uh, two questions. Uh, first one is uh, regarding a crimson maple tree that we had put in in early October. It has about a two and a half inch diameter trunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, about a week after they planted it, uh, of course, we were told to water it, which we did. Uh, but about the top third of the leaves 
just turned brown, wilted, looked like they were dead. The bottom two-thirds of the tree uh, did uh, turn colors like they should right. and obviously obviously dropped because of the fall. Uh, what do you think the odds are of this tree coming back full bloom in, uh, in springtime? You know, it's a little difficult to say, but probably there just wasn't enough root system, you know, feeder roots to uptake enough moisture and nutrients and to be able to pump it up through the, you know, to the veins of the tree to keep the top viable. So you may yeah. end up with the top third that died off. It may not leaf back out. That might just be have to be pruned out. There's, okay. I don't know how tall the tree is. I don't know if you can get up there, but what you can do is just... You know, if you can get up to it, the area where the leaves turn brown and just cut off a couple small twigs, you know, like a foot long and bring them inside and just, you know, take a look at them. Maybe even stick them in a a glass of water and see if you can see any bud growth at all. And that way you can find out if these probably are going to be viable or not. There's nothing. Don't over prune it. Don't do anything. Just leave it alone for the most part. But I'm just saying, you know, cut off these small twigs just so you can get some kind of idea of what might be happening. Also, you can just take your fingernail on these two twigs that you cut off and just with your thumbnail, just scrape the bark a little bit and see if it's green underneath the bark. If it's still green, then that twig is still viable. That doesn't mean all the rest of them are still viable, but at least you know there is still some, let's say, livability in the top part of the tree. Okay, sounds good. Uh, We do have a guarantee on the tree, uh, so if it doesn't come back out, uh, I guess they'll come plant another one. Right. (laughs) But, uh, you know, probably if two-thirds of it leafed out, everything was fine, that's, you know, that two-thirds is probably okay. It's just that one-third that the foliage dropped off early, that's, you know, not necessarily a good sign. But uh, good luck. Okay, very good. One more quick question. Sure. Uh, My daughter is uh, in the process of selling her house. She had some uh, landscapers come out and do a complete yard cleanup. Before she knew it, uh, they had uh, basically lowered her hydrangeas to about six inches above the ground. They were about three and a half feet tall, always in full bloom. Uh, I know they won't bloom next spring, but uh, are they going to survive or not? It's you know it's tough to say. They certainly may. It may be fine. But if they've you know always bloomed in the springtime, uh, she'll know real soon. Probably the you know the first year they're not going to bloom because they've been cut back so you know so severely. But uh, right. they may you know, they may flower if everything just goes just exactly you know weather wise and everything else just right. But uh, it's a very iffy circumstance when they've been pruned back that severely. Okay, well thank you very much. I appreciate it and enjoy your show. Sure. Thanks for having me on your show and 314-436-7900 or 1-800-925-1120. Mike Miller, KMOX Garden Hotline. Welcome back to the St. Louis Composting Garden Hotline. Once again, here's Mike Miller on KMOX. Yes, folks, back to the phones we go. We're staying in Chesterfield and going over to Frank's yard this time. Hi, Frank. Hey, how are you? Good. I'm surprised you can get anything in about plants with all the commercials you got. <laughs> you, 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 uh, they ought to put you on for another two hours because they probably pay for a whole day's worth of time there. That's true. <laughs> uh, three questions. One, uh, burning bushes have been trimmed back, and uh, they look terrible, and th- obviously there's nothing left on the branches anymore. Right. Uh, will they come back next year and should I just leave them alone? 
You can leave them alone if you want to. Just if you're going to prune them, go ahead and prune them. They're tough and durable. Normally, I say don't prune going to wintertime, but you know the burning bush can probably take it without any kind of problems whatsoever related to weather. Or you can just wait until next, you know, let's say, late winter, early spring, and prune at that time. Okay, another thing. Uh, I've got uh, three uh, burning uh, uh, rose bushes, uh, knockouts. Okay. And neither one of them have uh, have done anything. In fact, one of them is half of its like dead branches on it. Uh, should I wait till uh, it's cold and then just cut those? They're only two foot high now. Really? And I've got some out in the front yard that are five foot tall, so I don't understand that. Uh, well, I would say the ones that are not doing well have not really probably been planted in a great place, either that or it's sun-related or something. The ones that don't look good, I would, you know, unless you really like them a lot and you want to fool around with them, I'd get rid of them. Okay. One other thing, I had a kid help me uh, trimming some bushes, and I uh, was out of sight for a little while, and he took a holly tree that's eight foot tall and trimmed it up about three and a half, four feet. Can I get any branches on the lower side, the side of grafting them? Whoa. You, I mean, you're not even going to be able to graft. It's just going to be a, you know, sort of an iffy type thing. You're just going to have to sort of wait and see what happens. The chances of anything growing back down there is pretty slim, right? Pretty much, yes, because the branches that are higher up are overshadowing the stuff that's lower down. Right. So that's, you know... If you're not getting good light there, even if it produced growth, it wouldn't be healthy twig growth or anything else. Right. Well, okay, if uh, you haven't seen a good uh, leaf storm, uh, a minute ago I couldn't see across my uh, 30-foot backyard because of the leaves blowing. (laughs) And then it started to rain, and then that quit, and now the leaves are, uh, wind's gone back out of the north, so it's, uh, it's, uh, the leaves are going to be on the ground before the day's out. Right. It's a perfect day to watch the weather. We can see out here all the you know, all the girls that were girls on the run. I mean, they all have their umbrellas out. And, I mean, we've seen dark clouds come over, poured for a few minutes, then stopped and poured again. So we're having the same thing here downtown. Well, you, you'll have more on the way. All right. Great. Well, thanks, Frank. Thank you. Yep. And now let's go to South St. Louis, and that's where Pat lives. Hi, Pat. Hi, Mike. How are you? Good. Well, I have a question. I came out here this morning to with the idea that I was going to trim my hydrangea bush because it's huge, okay? Mm-hmm. And then I got the heebie-jeebies, and I was afraid that I'm going to kill it. So it's still getting leaves. It's got leaves sprouting on it, and it's got little bitty flowers, and what should I do? Just leave it alone. Leave it alone? Yep. Let Mother Nature take care of it. And then in the springtime, when the new growth starts you know, coming out, anything that doesn't produce any new growth, just cut that off. Oh, okay, because I got, I got really nervous. Let me ask you this. I think it's too late to be nervous about this, but a couple of weeks ago I trimmed my oak leaf hydrangea. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't have it up way down, but it's got pretty tall sticks. Do you, do you think that'll come back? It should. I mean, they're pretty. Oh. You know, the hydrangeas are tough. It's just, you know, with all this pruning that everybody continues to do, you knock it out of the sequence as far as the blooming goes. You know, there's so many people that call to this show and say, I've got great leaves and no flowers. That's because they pruned it at the wrong time for the most part. So So when is the best time to prune it? I would say don't. I continue (laughs) to say don't prune hydrangeas. Leave them alone. 
And if it's one like oak leaf hydrangea, when gets which can get ten to twelve feet, that oh, was just was a bad you know bad decision to buy one that's going to get that big. If you put it and plant it in a spot that you don't want something to be that big, but yeah, well, uh, you can't. Yeah, you can prune, mm-hmm. but uh, just realize that if you do prune and you got ten sticks coming up out of the ground on anything, only prune back five of them. That way, the other five that have continued to be this right height or the existing height. That has a potential to give you flowers for the next season. Oh, and these are so pretty. They turn white, then pink, right. then purple. Oh, ah. <laughs> okay. Every year I go through this. I can't remember what I did the year before. Just don't do anything. <laughs> All right. That's, that's fine with me. It's raining like a son of a gun. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Sure. And now let's go to Matt in St. Louis. Hi, Matt. Uh, hi, Mike. Kind of a similar question to what uh, just happened, I guess. Um, at my grandfather's house in St. Anne, we have some uh, some Rosa Sharon bushes that got they've gotten a little big for where we planted them. Um, they're pretty old; they're probably about twenty years old. They've been there a long time. So, is is that something we can trim down and it will still bloom, or are they pretty much if we trim those, they're pretty much done for? No, they're not done for. It's just you know when you just cutting them back. Rosa Sharon are pretty tough; they're summer bloomers. So all you have to do is make sure that you prune them between. You know, sometime in the sp- before the new growth begins in the springtime. So the new growth in the spring is only going to be leaves. And then, you know, the leaves are going to come out. They're going to be full-size leaves. And then, you know, June, that's when the flower buds start happening. And, I mean, how much would, could we take off and, and be okay, you think? I would say no more than a third. Okay, no more than a third. Right. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Certainly. Now let's go to Mike, and Mike lives in Wildwood. Hi, Mike. Hey, Mike, quick question. Sure. Uh, wintertime lawn, is it better to keep the grass long or short? And what height do you recommend to keep it at? Now, are we talking about cool season lawn, I'm assuming? Yeah. Okay. Like three or three, you know, three or three and a half inches. If you let it get too long, it can get matted down and it could create a major fungus problem. If you cut it too short, then the crown of the plant's more exposed, and if we have cold, severe weather, then the crowns could be damaged. So I like three or three and a half inches. Okay. Sounds good. All right. And now let's see. Paul is going to be our last call. Paul lives in Baldwin. Hi, Paul. Hi, Mike. Hi. I planted a blue spruce about two years ago, mm-hmm. and it got new growth and was doing well and everything, and I watered it a little bit in the summer. And it's now it's got brown needles all the way through it from the inside out. And all, all the way from the trunk to the tips of the branches. Pardon me. All the uh, the needles are brown all the way from the trunk to the tips of the branches. Yeah, and there's still uh, a lot of good stuff on the outside, but from the inside out. Yeah, well, the interior needles going brown on an evergreen. This is something that normally happens. Just so the ends of the branches, the ones that are fur- the furthest extension are, you know, still, you know, color, you know, they still have needles on them that are viable. But the inside of all evergreens lose their needles. Yeah, but this, I mean, it goes almost all the way to the end of the tips, and there's a couple of the branches that lost everything. So if any branch has lost everything, in reality, you might as well just cut that branch off because it's never going to produce any more needles in the future. Okay, I put some uh, root stimulator, you know, once a week for a month. They told me to do that. I don't know, did that help it, I hope? Probably not, but... Okay, <laughs> that's good. Okay, so just trim all the ones that are totally dead? Yes. Okay, and, and I have one more question. Okay. Um, I seeded my front yard, 
and uh, I tilled it up and did all kinds of stuff, and I've cut the grass twice. So I put some fertilizer on it through the winter or anything or just let it go? If you got some winterizer fertilizer, you can certainly get it down if you cut it twice. Okay. And then, okay. you know, this would be the last month you're going to do any kind of fertilizer application, even on a cool season lawn. Okay. So I should fertilize it one time. Right. One more time. Okay. And then just trim off the branches on my blue spruce. Right. Anything that's the tips are brown, that's a dead branch. There's no getting around it. Okay. There's a lot of them. <laughs> oh, gosh. And though there was a nice tree until over the summer, I guess. But right. I wanted it. Enough, I thought, but maybe not. Yeah, so this this summer was really kind of disastrous for certain things, especially anything that had been planted within the last two years. Okay. Okay, I guess we'll see what happens to it. Yep, good luck with that, and thanks to everybody for calling in. I greatly appreciate it. And again, I mean, I can't believe how many— this must be the hydrangea capital of the world. We get so many hydrangea calls, and everybody should just stop pruning hydrangeas. And if you're thinking about buying a hydrangea, find out what variety it is. Ask a lot of questions on how big it's going to be so you can have it planted someplace that it's going to really do well. And you're not going to have to always be concerned with it blocking a sidewalk, scratching your car, doing this, doing that, getting too big. Because hydrangeas, I mean, some of them stay relatively small. The majority of them get pretty darn big. So that's why, you know, we... Just don't do any research. We don't think about mature sizes of things. And it just creates a nightmare, an emotional nightmare, a physical nightmare to keep up with it and everything else. And as I look out the windows here downtown, it is pouring rain. I mean, it is super hard. And, I mean, it is absolutely unbelievable. So wherever you happen to live, it may be not to you yet, but uh, this is the screwy stuff that we're talking about today on how this weather is going to be. So, Mike Miller... KMRS Garden Hotline. I will not be around next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.